Hey everybody, welcome to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pukulski. I'm currently in the mountains, so it sounds like if it sounds like I'm talking out of a tin can, that's why. But it's been an amazing time up here in the mountains and uh, really recharging my batteries, stimulating that parasympathetic nervous system and reconnecting with my son. And I'll tell you guys all about that when I get back. Today's guest is Dominic Nischwitz a incredible German dentist who is a pioneer in biological dentistry. Dominic joins me today to talk about why he believes health starts in your mouth. Everything from uh, previous dental work to your microbiome that exists in your mouth and how that's massively impacting your health. You guys are going to love this conversation. It's going to blow your mind how much your dental hygiene and your dental history is really playing into the optimization of your health and ultimately the way your brain functions. Super interesting conversation. Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. You guys can get hooked up. My favorite stylish blue blocking glasses. You guys see me wearing these every day. I sit down on my computer to write the content for my, my new course that's coming out. I'm, so I'm spending a lot of time in front of the computer and blue blocks is my way to protect my eyes from the potential damaging effects of excessive blue light exposure, certainly to your circadian rhythm. And if you ever watch me on YouTube, you see sometimes when I'm sitting in front of the computer for too long and the eyes and the brights are, lights are really bright, uh, it tends to affect my eyes. and I tend to blink a lot. And I, as soon as I put those blue, blue light blocking glasses on, uh, literally, wipes it right out. So Blue Blocks is my go-to. So if you head over to Blue Blocks slash Muscle Intelligence, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash Muscle Intelligence, you're going to get 15% off by using the code MUSCLE, M-U-S-C-L-E. And they offer a wider range of stylish glasses from red and yellow and clear. And they've also got some uh, light bulbs that they're offering too, which are awesome. And one of my favorite things to wear is their sleep mask. And when I travel, especially on an airplane, um, that's kind of an essential thing. It's kind of cute to watch my son use my sleep mask as well. Uh, he really likes to block at the light. It feels great. And cool thing about Blue Blocks, uh, free worldwide shipping. Without further ado, enjoy this podcast with Dominic Nischwitz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. We're sitting here with Dr. Dominic Nischwitz. I say that correctly? Probably not. How do I say that? Nischwitz. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Nischwitz, that's perfect. Nischwitz. The biological dentist from Germany who's leading the foundation that all disease potentially is starting in your mouth. Dominic, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure. We had an amazing opportunity to meet in the UK, and now we had a few minutes to catch up. And uh, you've already blown my mind in the 10 minutes we're talking about uh, how many dental ailments, many physiological ailments or biological ailments can actually begin in your mouth. And, you know, I think since... Uh, the beginning of dentistry, it seems like the paradigm in dentistry may have been um, ultimately causing some issues, even though they're trying to fix your teeth. And as you say, they're fixing the bite. But there's other biological issues that are seemingly arising. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, the problem is that the, the dentist wasn't a medical doctor always. So it started as a craftsman just for repairing your teeth to restore the bite. And basically, this is still a thing that you learn in university. And now it's time to change this because actually health does start in your mouth. You have to look for oral interference because your mouth is not just outside body. It's actually where everything begins. Yeah, Your food will be chewed in your mouth. It's kind of like the entrance to your whole gut system. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there will be things installed in your mouth it might disrupt your whole nervous system or have you chronic toxic or chronic infl inflammation, whatever. Yeah, it's really important. Sure. And, and the microbiome, right? I mean, you've spoken about that at length, I'm sure. It's just like any, any type of bacterial that's starting in your mouth is making its way into your body. So if you have some type of, um, you know, decay or some, you know, teeth that are or gums even that are dysfunctional, it's going to lead to negative implications in your microbiome. That's a very good um, point. I, I call it leaky gum. So whenever you have a little bit of an inflammation in your tissue, it's basically an opening. The gum here, the attached gingiva, is kind of like this tissue outside body. You know about leaky gut, that the whole tissue has to be very tightly closed. And if you have an inflammation in your mouth already, so inside your gum, the, the bone is already inside body. So you have kind of like a huge gap in between there. And you see this always around metal restorations there's always an opening because metal and tissue don't like each other because of um, various reasons and for example with the microbiome your oral microbiome is 
pretty much way more diversified than the microbiome in your gut system. And this makes perfect sense because it's kind of like your first defense mechanism. You have to chew things. You maybe have to um, go against invaders like viruses. For example, the COVID one lurks in your mouth and in your sinuses. And it's really important. And the microbiome is very diverse and it changes due to your nutrition. It changes from breastfeeding to, let's say, a standard American diet. It changes from a standard American diet to a carnivore diet. So your microbiome basically changes within three days. And it also changes, and this is really important, because of restorations the dentist has put there, like metals or root canal fillings or these cavitations or other nasty things that are in your mouth just from a reparation or biting point of view. And, for example, there are studies shown they are 30 years old, that if you had an amalgam filling or you have any mercury from amalgam in your mouth, this kills the good bacteria, not just in your mouth, but also further down in your gut, leaving you with dysbiosis and chronic SIBO or whatever problems. So it's really, really important to finally start looking in your mouth as an entrance to the whole system. So let's start with that one, because that one seems to be the big one that everyone's talking about is mercury fillings. We hear these horror stories that people are ultimately causing massive amounts of kidney damage and, and uh, metal toxicity. Um, so let's talk about some of the negative implications there. And uh, should people be as worried as uh, people are making out to seem they should be? Now, I always say don't worry too much. Just see, see it as it is and find some solutions. And nowadays, we luckily have solutions. So amalgam fillings are the black silver fillings. They do contain 50% of mercury. And just rationally or from a logic point of view, Mercury is the most toxic element known to men, non-radioactive element known to men. So in my opinion, it doesn't have anything useful to do in your, in your system or in your body because, of course, it will chronically intoxicate you. This is all depending on you and your individual genetic, epigenetic, how good is your detoxification system, how good is your diet. But of course, it will put a little bit of a toxic burden on you. In my opinion, it shouldn't be allowed at all. And I know that the FDA is again discussing if they might actually finally um, put a seal on top of it and don't allow it anymore. Like, for example, Russia has it done for 30 years and all the Scandinavian countries banned it in 2009, I reckon. And Germany is unfortunately pretty close to the FDA and they always kind of like work together. So it's still allowed in Germany. And in my opinion, it shouldn't be in your mouth. But... Don't get panic or freak out and go to a dentist and let it drill out. This would be the most bad, the baddest thing you could do. You should find somebody who removes it under safe um, precaution measurements. That's most important. So you're saying it's still legal for people to put it in? Like I, I know there's many people who have it, but you can actually still get mercury fillings put in? Yes. In Germany, it is the standard insurance um, filling material. So it is subsidized still. I. I cannot believe it, but the the numbers say that 80% of all dentists still place amalgam filling shirts, which is totally insane. So my dad is a dentist too, and I know that he that he didn't place amalgam fillings ever since 1992, because in the early 90s, there was this amalgam war already where a lot of studies came out from Canadian guys, actually, Vimy and Lawscheider. They did all these studies that if you put an amalgam, like a filling in your tooth, the mercury and all the other heavy metals in there will go through the dentin into your bone within 24, 7, uh, 24 hours. And within a few days, it's in all your fatty containing or fat containing organs like the kidneys, like the brain, like the nervous system. And of course, it will wreak havoc there. It's really independent. It's really a little bit individual, but you know, it doesn't belong in your body. And it's still, the amalgam filling is still the, the biggest source for an uh, intoxication with mercury in the environment. It's not the environment. You cannot get the environment without mercury nowadays. It's still amalgam filling. It's about two to three micrograms per day that you get through biting, grinding, um, acidic foods, acidic drinks, even um, teeth, uh, um, cleaning your teeth. And brushing over it should, shouldn't be allowed if you have an amalgam filling. And also there's a study showing if you go on a cell phone and have a call due to the re radiation from the cell phone, normally it goes to your, to your um, ear and then to the cell phone tower and back. If you have any metal in your mouth, 
it gets amplified in the mouth and then back to the delta. And amalgam filling um, and cell phone connection, there will actually be more mercury vapor coming out of the filling due to the due to phoning. Imagine how many people are on their phone, like right next to their amalgam fillings, intoxicating themselves even even more. So it's really really not a good thing. So what's the replacement? What's the most um, appropriate or effective replacement we have now? There are so many things that you could do. So we normally like to remove those amalgam fillings under precautions, which is, I can explain this in detail, but, and then for a few, let's say for a few months, you could just place a hypoallergenic temporary filling. It's mostly made out of glasionomeric cement. It's, you can have it for one or two years. Why are we doing this? Because I want to have the dentin, uh, have time for the dentin to detoxify itself because the mercury molecules or let's say some vapor or whatever is still in there. Yeah, It's it's getting catalyzed uh, and uh, oxidized by catalases, etc. So we give it a little bit of time. And then you could also go later on with composites if it's a tiny filling or you can do a ceramic inlay or even crowns, partial crowns. This is if you, you just go bigger and bigger the more um, enamel is already destroyed. Best thing is always, of course, your regular tooth. There's nothing better than your tooth. Sure. So you said there's a process by which you could have these things removed. And I heard it's quite uh, dramatic. How to remove them? Yeah. It's the most important thing is that you not just drill them. We use, I would say it's a sevenfold thing. We use rubber dam, which is not to help against the vapor. Rubber dam is basically just that you don't swallow all the black stuff. Which is important because imagine all these things sticking in your in your villi and microvilli in your intestines. You never get them out again. Then we use a special suction which goes around the tooth. It's called the cleanup suction, and it is it's a Scandinavian thing that has kind of like a inside rotation and just further sucks it up. We we you, we try to not drill too much, but break the filling out so that we don't have more vapor coming out. We use a big suction device. It's kind of like a, yeah, it looks like an oven thing that you place in front of the patient. And this is, yeah, it's also another suction device. It's called IQ Air, which sucks about 99% of the mercury vapor. As a patient, you can also have a, a nose, um, a nose guard, which is made out of gold because gold and mercury in nature come together. So the gold will bind the mercury. Then after drilling it out, we put a little bit of chlorella paste into the tooth for, let's say, two to five minutes just to detox even more. The chlorella is an algae that basically binds heavy metals. So you have a cleaner tooth. I did it 10 years ago all the time when I was in residency and the tooth was getting cleaner and cleaner and the gray color came out. So I kept on doing this and it makes total sense because this is, you could also use activated charcoal or other, other, other binders. But this works well. We use a little bit of um, air in the nose so that we that it doesn't get oxidized, and we have an IV drip running while we're doing this. So it's you basically won't get more mercury in your body than you already have in your body. It's the goal so that we could do it with even with pregnant pregnant women. But of course, we don't do this. But it would be would be possible if necessary. So you also mentioned that root canals can lead to some pretty bad scenarios in the mouth. I'd love to have you talk about that. Yes, root canals. Root canals are dead teeth. You just have to know that a tooth is an organ. You have thirty-two organs in your mouth, and they are kind of like an extension to your brain. So your whole mouth is connected, and your whole teeth are connected through the trigeminal nerve, which is one of twelve brain nerves. And the trigeminal nerve is actually the one that takes the most um, space up in the brainstem, 50% of all the other nerves. So it's quite important. It goes here and then here and also to here. And the teeth are just uh, basically the end of it. And if you a, norm, a normal tooth qualifies as an organ because it has a blood supply, as a lymph supply, also an autonomic nervous system, meaning sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, and of course, and the pulp is inside and there's of course an immune system if you have pain and ongoing things the pain treatment is a root canal so what the doctor does the dentist does it just takes out the inside of the tooth the pulp the, the vitality 
and fills it basically up with plastics, just oversimplified. And then just leaves this dead organ in your body and puts a cap on top so that it looks nice. And you can bite on it. And that's true. You can bite on it. It will probably last you years and lifetimes and looks nice. But which other medical profession would leave, for example, a black finger or black foot on your on your um, on your body? It's known in medicine that the stuff in there will spread. And there are studies that are showing that if you have removed the pulp of the tooth, there's no more immune system leaving a dead organ, and the immune system normally works against invaders. And now the invaders can live inside you inside your dead tooth, kind of like as a cave. I always explain it as like the cat and mouse principle. You have the mouse inside your tooth and your immune system, the macrophages, they lurk around and try to help you. And this is why most people are having chronic ongoing inflammation on the tip of the root canal, huge cyst. You cannot imagine what I see on a daily basis because I'm a surgeon. I only do surgeries and remove all these things. There are, there are cysts as big as like this. Yeah. Like you cannot imagine. And of course, this destroys the whole area. And the problem is it's chronic, it's silent, and it doesn't even hurt. So I see patients having everything full of inflammation. I ask them, what did your dentist say? And they're like, yeah, does it hurt? And no. So then we just monitor this and leave it good because it's not connected to the body. You know what I mean? And right. But studies are pretty clear. You just have to think a bit further. Wow. Insane. So... I think root canals are, are massive. Now, one thing you kind of alluded to previously was uh, maybe allowing your your tooth to regrow. And I think I've heard some stuff around that. Is that possible? Like if you have a cavity as a child or as an adult, is it possible to have that tooth kind of fill itself in or does it have to be ground down? Uh, this, this totally depends on the size of the, of the um, cavity. So that, there is this thing called a white spot lesion, which is basically an initial cavity. You see it in between the teeth. And this is in the in a viewpoint of a biological dentist, this is a just a mineralization problem. So I would never drill this. And in this, because in this case, your your tooth remineralizes through the saliva, but also through your diet and nutrition through the blood supply from the inside. So your body is able to build new dentinum and also new enamel if you have the, if you have the crucial micro and macronutrients to build bone and tissue and teeth, and yes, this is possible. I haven't seen, so it's also possible if you have a big cavity and the tooth is kind of mushy, that your body can regrow at least dentin, but you probably won't fill up the cavity, so you might need to do something. This is a study done by West Price 100 years ago. He did kind of like an initial bone healing protocol, which I've further... Um, yeah, extrapolated on. And what I've never seen is somebody that has lost his tooth uh, regrowing it. I can imagine that your body is able to do this, but probably difficult in the environment where we live, where it's so much EMFs and so much epigenetic stress. So you might need to sit in Indonesia in the woods and just use all your energy. So I've never seen this. There will probably, yeah, times let's say maybe in 10, 15 years when we are better with stem cells. In Europe, that's not allowed yet, so we cannot say something about it. Best thing is that we teach our generation, our, our next generation, so my kids, your kids, that teeth are immune against cavity and gums are immune against inflammation. You don't actually have to see a dentist. We, our generation has to for all the reparation things, so we are still needed, but the goal should be that we are all health optimization specialists and know how the whole body and the whole health matrix work, that it's clear that you, your kids will never have any cavity or any gum inflammation. Yeah, so talk to me about that. That's very interesting. Um, I think most people just assume that you need to go to the dentist. Most people assume cavities happen. Most people assume root canals happen. Um, what is the ultimately the cause, right? So it's, it's a, is it a microbiome thing? Is it a sugar thing? Is it a acid thing? What is the What are the primary causes of tooth decay and ultimately the recession of gums? It's, yeah, it's a combination of all of it. So in a, in a normal natural world, you don't have any decay, no cavities, because your body will have all the nutrients it needs because of natural foods and no processed foods. So of course, our lifestyle with sugar, 
processed foods, refined vegetable oils, protein deficiencies, lack in vitamin D3 is very critical, uh, mineral deficiencies, depletion basically leads also to um, weaker or yeah, weak teeth, you can say, and also weak bones. So osteoporosis is the same thing actually as, as a cavity. It's kind of like an osteoporosis of your tooth um, because tooth mineralization and bone mineralization are kind of like the same thing. So Weston Price, you know Weston Price probably, mm -hmm. he was studying, he's a dentist. He was a dentist and he was the first one who did all the root canal experiments, which that's something you might not know. So he, but he also was a, an explorer, I would say. So he traveled to Africa, to the Aborigines, to the Swiss Alps. He basically wanted to see how more um, ancestral living will maybe lead to better uh, posture and better teeth and bigger faces. And what he found out was that that people that had a regular diet, no processed things, no industrial manufactured things, had perfect 32 teeth. All the wisdom teeth were in place, white faces, white palates, all nose breathing, no mouth breathing. And, and or but their their children who had already access to sugar and industrial foods looked kind of like little Frankenstein monsters because they had no tolerance for these things and they have very narrow faces, crowded teeth, mouth breathing, gum disease. So actually the thing that we see every day nowadays in the Western world, I can't. It's a rare thing to see somebody who has space for the wisdom teeth. It's more like most most teenagers or even younger kids need to see the dentist for braces. Me personally, I had two braces, two sets of braces. One when I was twelve, and another one when I was twenty-two. And of course, my diet was shit when I was a kid, and I didn't care about anything health. I didn't know. It was just like you eat and it's nothing to do with your health and your body. So it's a mindset thing. You don't learn nothing of this in university. This is all, this is more a combination of all what I do for the last 20 years. And of course, with Western Prize and all these things together, it should be the goal that we teach on a massive broad scale that the further, the next generation shouldn't have to go to the dentist. It's not necessary. But now there are so many people suffering from chronic diseases. This is the epidemic of the 21st century. And nobody looks in your mouth. And this is where 70% of all the things, things start. So this is really important that we now be there to repair, but also teach new concepts for, yeah, I would say, to change the way how dentistry and medicine is done so that we go into, yeah, optimal health instead of absence of disease. And this also is the same for the mouth. The mouth is the mirror for your overall health. You can basically see everything in your mouth. Yep, I, I completely agree with that. Now, you mentioned wisdom teeth being something that we should have space for, but we know that jaws are shrinking due to this standard, you know, quote unquote, standard American diet, hyperpalatable foods. Um, mm -hmm. Now, is there something we can do in, in children that ultimately, I mean, short of just giving them more foods, or is it, a, you know, in your experience, so it sounds like it, it happened in one generation. It wasn't like a cross-generational thing. It was just like, hey, your parents have a great jaw. You had a crappy diet as a kid, and your, your jaw is going to shrink because it's not going to get the same type of mastication, and you're going to end up having a lack of size, space, and development of the palate and jaw. Is that really? It's quite correct. So I cannot, um, I cannot foresee if it maybe takes one or two generations to repair, but I can see I have, I have three kids. So my two, my two older sons, the oldest is five, um, for now at least, they have no cavities, they have wide jaws, they, have, they always breathe through their noses. And that started already actually with breastfeeding and going, giving, the going to the earth through, the, what is this, the, the birth channel? Yep. It's really important. This is something to do with your microbiome. Going through the vagina gives you a body, your baby the the first microbiome and the same thing is with breastfeeding and what breastfeeding does if you not every woman is able to do but if you're able to do to group to breastfeed is the best thing you can do for jaw and and brain uh, and head 
and uh, poultry development because to suck on the nipple of, a, of your mom's um, chest, uh, breast, you need 10 times the strength as from a baby bottle. Yeah? And this will grow your lower jaw. Also, at the same time, you have to breathe through your nose, otherwise you die. You know, maybe you have two kids, if they mm -hmm. get, if they have like a clogged nose and they try to drink, it's like, they always mm -hmm. almost die. So it's really important, and this is what they learn, and it's, it's critical that you breastfeed, at least I would say, uh, 1.5 years would be ideal. In natural um, or more ancestral, they also breastfeed longer. Um, and this will supply like the first step. And then afterwards, it's more like if you feed your, if you feed your children sugary foods and insulin and low blood sugar, high blood sugar all day long, the pH levels in your blood and in your saliva change and your body always constantly has problems with mineralization and takes it from the teeth. So cavities in the, in the baby teeth is exclusively a, a nutritional problem. It has nothing to do with genetics. It is a lack of first vitamin D3. So there are a lot of studies came out within the last two years, I would say, that DK is totally correlated to vitamin D3 depletion. And also, and this are, those studies are way older, uh, um, are correlated to a gluten intolerance or celiac disease. So people with celiac disease, we know that they, they have these... Um, more often they have this called um, molar in um, molar incisive hypomineralization basically chalk teeth or really soft teeth or really poor kids why because of the chronic inflammation in the gut they don't absorb the minerals and the nutrients and the protein what they need for enzymes to build bone and tissue and then they have this but what happens with people that are gluten intolerant they don't even they, they don't even know that they have it or that they eat sugar all the time so it's a combination of all these things that lead to the decay, not just in your mouth and your teeth, but also in your bone and your, the same thing that goes for everything. That's why I say it starts in your mouth with what we put in there, but also what should come out there because of has been repaired already. Yeah, that's a huge point that I don't want to just gloss over is, is when your gut is inflamed or you have leaky gut, the absorption of the minerals is depleted and, and, and ultimately inefficient. So your body will start to lack minerals and this can definitely lead to issues in the mouth as well as everywhere else. Yeah, and the teeth are kind of like a mirror for this. So the regular dentist just looks for reparation. And I'm not critical. I don't have anything against regular dentists. I'm a dentist too. And I don't want to criticize anybody. It's just like the training is repair the tooth to bite or maybe make it look aesthetic. But that, that the why is there a cavity? This question isn't raised. It's just like, okay, you ate too much sugar. But no. Why are your teeth hurting? I see so many patients having root canals. They don't even have a cavity. Why did they have pain in their teeth? Because they maybe had a problem in the gut system, and it's all related. So there's a tooth meridian chart. It's called odontone. It's in my book, where you can see where all teeth are connected with the whole organ system in your body. This is Chinese medicine, or we call in Germany it's called acupuncture neurotherapy, and it's. You just have to understand the parasympathetic and the sympathetic autonomic nervous system. Because with the trigeminal nerve, there's always the vagal nerve, which, which innervates all the organs. This tooth, for example, the incisor is your kidney and bladder meridian system related to your head and neck area, related to your prostate, then the premolars in the upper jaw and the molars in the lower, uh, yeah, in the lower jaw are the large intestine and the molars in the upper jaw is your stomach and spleen meridian, which is totally correlating or, or totally connected to your breast and to your female organs. There's actually a study showing that, um, that Thomas Rauf and Parcelsus has done on all his breast cancer patients, in 94% of all cases, he found a root canal tooth on this um, specific meridian. It's just a correlation, not correlation, but still, worth thinking about. So it's all connected to your teeth. So also, of course, tooth, a tooth that hurts could be a nutritional depletion and all an inflammation in your gut system. And the dentist isn't trained to see this, so the dentist will just give you what he knows from his best interest of filling or root canal. Because of course, if you have pain, he don't want you to have pain. He's also an empathetic person. And then he has one solution, it's the root canal. 
But this kills your nervous system. It kills the whole organ and leaves you with a bad organ. And this should be avoided in the first place. It's not always possible to avoid because some people just having massive cavitations because of super bad lifestyles and they need a root canal and they need reparation. But then the further solution is what can we do with root canals? This is my specialty. So you mentioned the word cavitations and that's a result of root canals. It's also a result of having your wisdom teeth out or I guess any tooth out. Talk mm -hmm. about what the negative implications of that are so people can understand that. So cavitation is the layman's term for a medical condition known as NICO, N-I-C-O, or F-D-O-J. That stands for fatty degenerative osteonecrotic jawbone. This can basically um, happen after all the teeth that you remove because it's basically, again, another sign for a deficiency and catabolism. Your body probably wasn't able to to cope with the traumatic surgery. You maybe were a teenager, but like me, when I was had my wrist just removed and had a vitamin D3 deficiency, probably two less nutrients, probably more sugar than I should and less protein. So it ends up having a chronic, mushy, inflammatory um, tissue or bone tissue like inside your jawbone. It could be in the upper jaw or in the lower jaw. And it's basically most of the time surrounding the trigeminal nerve. And the trigeminal nerve, the brain of, I further explained before, is able to transport not just cytokines, but also viruses, fungi, parasites, heavy metals, retrograde into the brainstem. And from there in the ganglia, in the pituitary, in, the, in, all, the, in all the areas, and from there, of course, into your whole system. And this is insane if you think about it, because you have these things in your mouth that go to your whole body and nobody talks about it because cavitations, they are not medically accepted yet. And we have to, but still we have to do surgeries for this every day with massive results for overall healing because you reduce these cytokines and this ongoing chronic inflammation. And, and I'm there to help people. This is my job. So I want to get everybody to the next level of health. And this is something that we have to talk about and done extensive articles and things about it. And Dr. Johan Lechner, I call him the Yoda of cavitations, a friend of mine. He's 72 years old. He's done the studies for 40 years and it's still not medically accepted. And I think but we are now on the merge because of the work we're doing and spreading the concept and social media and finally being able to show patients, hey, there are solutions. Are you chronic fatigued? Do you have a thyroid problem? Are you having SIBO or any small intestinal bowel problems or all these functional medicine problems? Start looking into your mouth. You might have metals, root canals, and cavitations. You might do all things. You might already have your nutrition in check. You don't eat gluten anymore. You basically eat nothing anymore and still you have a problem with your gut. You do hyperbaric, you do IVs, you go in the sun, you do grounding, you do all the biohacking recovery tools and you're still not getting healthy then you should at least check your mouth because something is holding you back big time. We call that thing oral interference. And this is a big root cause that should be foundational work for all functional medicine doctors um, to help understand their patients how to reach the next level. And that's why I say biology dentistry, how we do it is the overlap of functional medicine, health optimization, and of course, high-tech dentistry because we still need to repair the mouth of the people. I hope we don't have to do this for my kids or your kids, but at the moment, there are so many people suffering from problems and nobody checked them out. Now, so say someone's pretty far gone down, you know, their teeth are pretty messed up. Is, is it possible for them to have it fixed? It sounds like it's a huge undertaking. No, no, it's, it's all possible. You, you cannot imagine what we do on a regular basis. So if you, if you want to become a patient, it's it's a it's all online or remote. You just send in your panoramic X-ray, and we will do a full treatment plan, like online. What we need to do, and we we managed to do an all-in-one concept, basically in health optimization week, where you will come in, we will remove all the metals, all root canals, clean everything, like use ozone, PRF, whatever, and ceramic implants, and help your body. Yeah, take out the trash, so to speak, take out the inflammation, take out the toxicity and put in things that are just biocompatible, then let it heal for, let's say, four to six months. 
and then restore it with regular dentistry, like ceramic crowns on top. Of course, you can repair everything. And also, in terms of symptoms and problems, there is actually no, there is, of course, the, the concept of disease, but you just, basically, you just have to see it as a, mm, as a sign that your body will show, shows you something is not working and you just didn't, you just didn't find the solution yet. And this is what I mean by you have to look in your mouth and there are solutions. There are of course not too many doctors that work like us because um, it, it takes a long time to train them, but we're working on this because I, I cannot help all people all over the world. That's actually not my, I think I wanted to have like, train thousands of dentists or even more so that this thing becomes the next level of medicine and and dentistry because it's not against conventional dentistry it's just the next level. seeing the overall picture the overall health matrix and actually helping people getting healthier or healthy again and this should be yeah this should be taught and this is why i do all these podcasts and spread the message and work with other game changers and wolves i call them just to help see that this is a missing, still a missing link. And in functional medicine, I did the course 10 years ago. It was, it's still a missing link. They all talk about diet, about nutrition, about all things biohacking. But you know, almost nobody talks about these things I talk, talk about. And this it has to be changed because if you have all the problems in there, and then you, then for example, a big, uh, like a hip thing to do is do a heavy metal chelation. You know, you heard of this? Of course. And everybody will tell you, do heavy metal chelation and then you will be better. But what about you still have heavy metal installed in your mouth? This is like, this could be very, very bad for your health because it's like showering and trying to rub yourself at the same time. You have to take out the stores and then your body is able to heal. You cannot try to remove things where the source is still installed in your nervous system. The most likely thing to happen is that you redistribute toxins to somewhere else and most likely to a worse place like the nervous system. So it has to be timed correctly. And then you have good, good results. How does this tie into gum disease? We've been talking a lot about the teeth and these cavitations. Is that um, you know, kind of gum disease kind of a, a result of these issues with the teeth or is that something completely different? It could be a result of all the reparation done in your mouth. Of course, if you have any metals or root canals or anything like this, you probably have a gum disease like a gingivitis at least, or sometimes even periodontitis. Periodontitis is when the, the bone or the stuff, yeah, the bone is already inflamed. Gingivitis is only the tissue. It could also be a gum disease can also be just, again, a sign of chronic stress, like a depletion of nutrients. Mm. Just, a, for example, an oxidative stress, like you're missing vitamin C or collagen or stuff like this. There is this uh, disease called scurvy that pirates or like people on the boat had early on, which they, because of the long time on the sea, they basically had no vitamin C. And vitamin C is a critical cofactor for collagenase or collagen buildup in your system. So they got these loose teeth or lost their teeth. And I think they, they got below 10 milligrams of vitamin C a day, which is really, really, really super low. But of course, for example, if people smoke, one cigarette will cost you about your whole vitamin C day reserve. And over time, you always end up having gum disease or all these problems. So it's a combination of, again, lack of nutrients. Lifestyle is probably always 80%. Reparation done in your mouth. Dysbiosis and ongoing chronic stress will lead to an inflammation. And imagine you have a wound here. You know that if you cut yourself, you have to disinfect maybe because otherwise you have like, it's getting red and then all the bacteria will spread into your system. But here you're outside, you see it. But if you have a little gum, like a little scratch in your gum daily, like for example, from flossing, you have an ongoing open wound, leaky gum, I call it instead of leaky gut, it's the same, which opens the doors for all the parasites, fungi, etc., to your, to your inside, the mouth and the, and the skin in your mouth is outside body, like this is outside body. You have to imagine your body kind of like a, a big tube, which is outside and in between this and the tube is yourself and your body, and a, which 
so there shouldn't be any ongoing chronic opening. This is always a big problem. Chronic is the most important thing. One thing to add, in the U.S., there's a huge problem with mold. I see many patients from the U.S. having mold toxicity. They cannot even live in their houses anymore. And do you know where I find the most mold in their bodies? Mm, no. It, it's, really, it's really nasty. It's below root canals in cavitations right. and in these wisdom tooth cavitations. It's really wide spot, like macroscopic mold areas. And Dr. Lechner did all these studies. He found parasites, fungi, whatever. Imagine you have mold straight on top of your brain nerve. How does this will, how will this reflect for your overall like fitness yeah? or performance or baby, your whole nervous system doesn't work. You, you, you were one of the best bodybuilders in the world. And I started all my journey also with, with bodybuilding. So I'm a huge fan of this and Thank you. Uh, a huge fan. And, and also of course of training. And I know how much work is this. And one thing for your training. So I was, I wasn't able to contract my biceps. How does this relate to your mouth? Not at all, right? Not sure. Yes, I explained this to you. So I'm able to contract my biceps now, no problem. And it took me a while to figure out that it's nothing to do with my physical ability. You have to see your mouth is connected with the, with the brain stem. And every organ in your body has a thing called dermatome. Have you heard of a dermatome? So basically, the skin on top of your liver is where the whole nervous system of this organ is represented. It's called a dermatome because the, the nerves end there. The only organs that don't have a dermatome are the teeth and the sinuses and the tonsils in here. And what they have is a myotome. And the myotome is connected to C1 to C4 and they end up being like this, the patients, you know? And if you like this chronically tight, you know that the plexus brachialis and all these things get cramped up and you, you're not able to contract as hard because it's just not firing anymore. Because imagine the outlet of your nervous system from here, like where it's coming out, is blocked and it's the, the muscle there is 10,000 times as much as it should be. You can imagine what this has for consequences for your physical ability to, for example, contract the biceps or your chest. And again, like all the teeth have a connection to your meridian chart, all muscles too. These cavitations are connected to the small intestine and heart meridian. And the small intestine is, for example, your quadriceps muscle. This is all um, kinesiology. And Goodhart has a, book, a good book about this. You just have to know where it's all correlated. So you could be looking at your, at your clients, seeing hmm, here's a problem activating the rhomboids. And then you know, oh, this is his liver because you know that rhomboids are connected to the liver and then you check your mouth toxicity and know oh, he has ongoing toxic problems in his mouth. Of course, his liver is in stress, so the muscle is overly stressed and cannot contract and isn't as, um, I would say, as young as it should be or as fresh as it should be. So took me years, for me it was my tonsils. My tonsils are on the stomach meridian and the biceps is stomach meridian as well as a part of your chest muscle. So. Took me years to figure this out, so I'm um, studying on my body, and I would always, I, I can grow muscle if I can contract it, and if I can't, I get crazy. Yeah, like, and it's all connected to mouth. I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so, question: You said um, you modeled Weston A. Price's protocol to help people start to rebuild bones and teeth, and you had a specific protocol that you'd recommend. Would you mind sharing that with us? Yes, I've developed a. It's a bone healing protocol. It's basically the micronutrient tuning on top of the nutrition that we call food designing. It's, it's evolving around 20,000 IUs of vitamin D3 a day. For how long? It, oh, it, this depends. So you start four to six weeks prior to the surgery. The goal is that when you come into surgery, you have to be in optimal ranges, which is about 70 nanograms per milliliter, so above the average. Yep. Sometimes in the US you have nanomole, this would yep. be minus 2.5. So 70 nanograms or 100 nanomole. This should be the goal for lifetime because then, then basically all chronic disease are 50% reduced and of course bone growth and tissue growth and teeth rebuild is better. But you cannot just smash 20,000 IUs of vitamin D3. You will have a, having problems with calcium and minerals. So in the whole bone healing protocol, there are all the B vitamins, the activated one, there's methylation involved, 
cryptopyrolurea, so all things biochemistry-wise are kind of like in this protocol. It's a micronutrient protocol, but it's going on top of the nutrition, and the nutrition is pretty similar. It's like the 20 years in um, nutrition I tried and experimented. I think we're quite similar in this case. It's tried everything for health optimization, also for training, for performance. And it's evolving around actually micro, uh, macronutrients and how to time those. And I just basically tell there's a green chart and a red chart. The green chart is protein, fats, and carbs, and vegetables. I have to teach patients basically that they should eat natural foods. And it works for every mindset, even if you're vegan or carnivore or omnivore, because it's evolved around macronutrients. I tell them to eat two grams per kilogram protein per day, and yeah, it's important to be. It's an otherwise you're not anabolic enough to grow tissue. That's not possible after such a surgery or before. Maybe if everything is is healed and you detox enough, you could go down maybe to 1.5 gram. But I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go less than 1.5 for optimal health. For for to survive. So do you know the RDA is probably sure. one point is 0.8, but this is just to survive. You need the protein for the enzymes, for the detoxification, and this is really critical that you time things correctly. So if you come to see us, we will remove all the garbage from your mouth, basically. Your chronic inflammation will be gone, your toxicity levels will be gone. So huge detoxification at the same time. But we use the nutrients then to build bone and tissue for the next four to six months. You have to be super anabolic. Not catabolic. You cannot do a strict keto phase then. It's not possible. And after, there might be the timing to do a chelation then. So we will then measure blood work and see what we need. Because if you would do it at the same time, you will, you will deplete your build-up phase with the from the nutrients you need for building bone and tissue. You need the same nutrients to, for heavy detoxification. You need loads of amino acids for liver phase one and two. So you cannot do it at the same time. But because we remove so much things already, it's not necessary because people will go into parasympathetic mode when they're with us to actually finally go out of chronic stress and, and can recover being anabolic and for phase. And of course they can do their 16A, but I will individualize it. So I, in my opinion, all doctors should know about all the dietary mindsets and regimens and try that. And that's why I teach dentists and um, this food design concept. It's also has a lot to do with neurotransmitters, with all these things um, that you need and that you hear about. So that, you know, all these patients, they might have a mindset. They come in like a strict keto or they're a strict vegan. From a medical point of view, it's not always so good to be a vegan for a long time because they lack nutrients, they lack protein. And of course, you can do it as a vegan, but then you may maybe have to do some amino acids, some essential ones, and I will refine this for them um, when they're in the surgery. Then is this so, all in your book? There are parts in the book. Yeah, it's forty pages about nutrition is in my book, so the total basics are all in the book. And there's a lot online. And in Germany, I have an online course that I that I actually filmed just to clone all this knowledge because. People and also dentists, they love they love the, the nutritional protocol, the micronutrients, because this is kind of like pills to pop. But my thing is they need to have the lifestyle in check. I want to have a lasting impact on the health of the patient to really tell them, hey, your lifestyle and nutrition is 80%. And of course, a little bit of vitamin D3 and a little bit of micronutrients like magnesium, zinc, you just have to have the basics. That's it. But you need to do this. This is probably the difficult part. It's also difficult for my colleagues. They always remember gluten-free and they remember vitamin D3 and magnesium. That's it. They don't remember protein. And <laughs> that's a lot of teaching. You have to teach a lot. Well, I think just getting something you put on your fridge and you say, hey, here's the 10 things you got to eat every day, like just you know, make it very visible. And it's got to be habits at the end of the day, right? Nobody's going to follow a plan forever unless they make it habits. Exactly. And this is why I, why I give them stuff like generalized before the food design concept in the book or in like the little PDF. If they come in, they already did this for four to six weeks, maybe 80%. Then I talk to them throughout the whole surgery. We talk like this. So I teach them the whole time about their body, what will happen, what they can feel, how they, how they should work with the symptoms, etc. 
teach them mindset, teach them training, teach them the habits, teach them all the things possible. And the next day, I see them again, individualize the protocol, send them to another video link so they, they get this information over and over again and as simplified as possible. And most of them actually um, start implementing this because they wait so long and they probably have seen 29 doctors already. So they just search for solutions. But I think we have to teach this on a way, way, way bigger scale. So great. Anything else that we missed, Dr. Dom, that you'd like to include? That we missed, so we talked about a lot. So one thing where we might miss the, the missing uh, oral interference part besides metal, root canal and cavitation, we didn't cover bite. Just the bite is very, very important. It's kind of like the thermostate for your whole posture. If your bite is off, your atlas or your whole spine kit could be off and this could make like postural problems. And you know, if you if your head is not straight on your first um, your first what vertebra, is it? vertebra, atlas and axis, atlas, yeah, atlas yeah. and axis. So I had this. I had a massive, um, yeah, was it had a neck trauma when I was fourteen, and this basically destroys your whole um, nervous system. So this is one part we always work with osteopath and and therapies to restore the atlas. And then if you have like if you do the first phase where we remove all the garbage and place the ceramic implants. In this phase, we will take care about the bite, and after you come back, you get the atlas straight and all the myoreflexual therapies within the four to six week, uh, months, and then when all is stable, you get the new crown work, because then it makes sense. So it's another missing link. So you take care of the bite. How do you do that? Is that like with an implant, or what is the, what is the yeah, way to take care of the bite? Yeah, it's, this is more like architecture. So the function follow, the form follows the function. So you have the bite height, so when you, for example, when you had amalgam fillings or like metal, this grinds down more than a regular tooth. So you will lose a little bit of the height over time, which basically leads to reduced um, uh, jaw height. And this also transfers to your atlas and axis and it clocks up this area. So there's studies showing only one millimeter loss of bite height, 50% less brain support with um, oxygen, less acetylcholine, basically, dying mode or like problem and also less blood flow comes out so less detoxification of the lymphatic system so really important so this is basic this is basic um aesthetic dentistry there are the lab is involved we do wax ups mock ups and just measure everything so that we restore the original height that you should have had when you had your teeth clean like i had but my bite is shit so don't look at my bite well, they just they just basically straightened out my teeth, but they didn't look upper and lower, so it's kind of like totally messed up. And I know how that feels; it's really bad. Yeah, listen, I, I've grown up with problems in my mouth, and I'll be one of your clients for sure. Um, this is something that sounds like, I, I mean, I'm super aware that this is a missing link, right? So, I'm focusing on the muscles, I'm focusing on the microbiome, I'm focusing on the mindset, I'm focusing on all the other pieces. But you're the first person that's ever brought this information to us, so I'm sure a lot of people will be coming your way. Um, best way to get in contact with you, or is it just best to start with the book? A good way to start is actually with the book, yeah, because it's also in English now, called It's All in Your Mouth. And yep. um, you can follow me on um, Instagram, where, where I, just, I use the Instagram kind of like a, a health magazine where I show all the lifestyle factors, not too much about dentistry, but also with kind of like a twist towards the health mm -hmm. about your mouth concept. YouTube, you can use YouTube. There are loads of interviews, podcasts are a lot of podcasts so the information comes out finally so it took me 15 years to develop all these systems and finally we are able to have a system and solutions for all these ongoing chronic problems so that's the easiest thing and also of course we have a website but i'm right sure i will send you all the show notes probably okay. and right great now when you teach this i know you said you teach in germany i'm going to guess you teach it in german or is it possible for uh, english-speaking dentists to come and travel and take your course Yes, so we have a curriculum. So the, this one will be, in most cases, actually translated. And when you final, so when you get examined by me in the curriculum, you you become a so-called specialist for biological dentistry and ceramic implants. But in my opinion, this is only the entrance card. And I'm now working on the next level that we need to train the nutrition part, the mindset, all these health optimization factors, because this is what later on will be done. So um, I think we at level one right now. And the goal for me is to like build several levels because you cannot imagine how many patients 
are inquiring and asking from all over the world, hey, is there somebody who works like you, Dr. Dom? And I was like, at the moment, I cannot recommend other ones than the specialists, but I'm working on training them. And I'm actually starting to having meetup groups and finding, I call them the young and wild and um, biohacking or health optimization dentists, like our generation that are searching for the why. You can't, you probably can't imagine that you get loads of shit storms with stuff that I do because the old generation doesn't like newbies coming in and changing it. But I don't even, I don't even care because there is this new generation. We have to teach this and we have to all work together. It's not about me, but the goal should be that we have an educational system. Let's say in 10 years' time, there will be thousands of, of like not clones, but having this mindset. And it maybe has to start with my faithfulness. That's why I wrote the book and, and give all the information. But it shouldn't be about me at all. It should be about the mission to help as many people as possible. And if you have the calling, any of you dentists out there, have the calling inside you that it's just too boring to just do the craftsman stuff, which is amazing. But you want to help patients getting really healthy, which is fulfilling to me. Then you come in and, and we teach and you learn. And this will be a big thing, I know. So let me ask you this. I've heard the term biological dentistry before. Would that term in the U.S. be the same thing as what you're teaching over there? It's a, it, This term is a big problem. You cannot like trademark anything. And so many so many. Yeah, we have to kind of like find a new label because you can call yourself a biological dentist if you have seen me. You can even call yourself a biological dentist tomorrow. You can have one course, listen to me one hour and tell patients, I'm a friend of Dr. Dom. I do exactly the same. So this is a big problem we are facing right now. This is why we have to work on certification programs, I think, over time. I'm not quite sure how, how we will manage this, but I have, a few, I have an idea how I should do it. Very cool. Yeah, because like I said, I, I intentionally seek out biological dentistry in my area. And there are some people, but I just don't know, like like anything, right? You go go to a doctor, you go to a personal trainer, you go to any expert, you're like, are these people actually the best and actually good at what they do? Or are they talking through the hat? So it's always a challenge to determine what is the standard. Yes, this, and of course, we always work on improving the standard. I would say a biological dentist in most cases is probably more evolved in terms of the overall concept, or at least most cases, a biological dentist tries to use bio, more biocompatible materials. But there are so many holistic or biological dentists that will tell you there's the possibility of doing a holistic or biological root canal treatment. No, that is not possible. And this can be, this is not correct. And titanium implants will never be biological. Of course, everything works for biting, but it's a next level chapter we're starting here. It's about optimal health and it's the amount. And we need more. Amazing, Dr. Dom. You're amazing. I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom. And listen, you got a fan of me. And if, as soon as I can get over to Germany, as soon as the world lets me out of the country, I will be there. Of course. You're very welcome to come in. And um, I'm happy to help you reach the next level. I'll be a spokesperson for your stuff and, and show off my pearly whites with no more metal. Oh, that would be amazing. You will see. And you have. A, I know that you have the perfect feeling over your body. You will feel everything. That's amazing. Sure, I will. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. That's a wrap, ladies and gents. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Dom. He is, as you hear, a very bright human leading the way. He's a pioneer in the biological dentistry area. And I think this is really interesting. I'm actually considering flying out to Germany to have my dental work looked at um, just because I have had some root canals. I have had some fillings in the past. No more metal in my mouth. Well, actually, no more mercury in my mouth. I do have a gold implant. Um, but uh, definitely something I'd like to address personally because I do see the benefit and hope you did too. In today's podcast, once again, guys, brought to you by Blue Box. Go get hooked up with Blue Box because they take such good care of us. We want to support their incredible mission and their ability to send this stuff, high quality blue blocking glasses all the way around the world, free of charge. Blueblocks.com slash muscle intelligence and the code is muscle for 15%. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. 
This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.